Welcome everyone to Real Life Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hey and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequityclub.com equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a special guest. Our guest today is first and foremost, a loving husband and father. He is also an award-winning financial advisor, insurance specialist, real estate investor, and serial entrepreneur. He has successfully raised over $2 million in private equity and has made returns on those investments consistently well over 15% to his investors. He's purchased and expanded multiple businesses. He's even built one from the ground up and sold it two and a half years later for over 83 times his initial investment. He is a number one best-selling author. And most notably was able to retire by age 30 in only one year of investing. He is an expert salesman, speaker, and financial coach. He encourages investing to better your life now as well as into retirement. And he offers unique strategies to help anyone, no matter what stage or age of investing they are in. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you my friend, number one best-selling author and entrepreneur, Tyler Gunter, a.k.a. Ty the Insurance Guy. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Welcome on, Tyler. Welcome on. Hey there, Justin. How are you? Good, good. I'm so happy to finally get you on the podcast. Um, you are our first guest, so congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to say that I was able to coerce my beautiful wife, Tamara, into joining us today as well. Get uh, out of here. A lot of, a lot of our success and, and our journey is, is in uh, direct relation to her and her ability to push us and motivate us and keep us on track. So I'm really excited to, to have her on board with us today, too. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Tamara. Thank you, Justin. I'm so excited. Uh, so one of the big things that me and Keisha are really big on is uh, highlighting couple entrepreneurs because we believe in the power of the couple team. But we also highlight solo entrepreneurs. So let's start with kind of what inspired you all to be entrepreneurs, to be business owners? Like, what is your big why? So our, our why is, has evolved and adapted over time, right? It's a, it's a living, breathing thing in many right. cases. I've found that in, the, in, in my earlier years, um, I was probably 14, 15, 16. I realized that the traditional form of schooling and, and work just did not fit my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize what that was at the time. I thought I was just lazy. And maybe there's an element there to that too. <laughs> but yeah, at the age of 16, uh, my father gave me a little purple book, uh, you know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And I read that book and it, and it really changed the way I, I perceived the world and, and the opportunities that were at hand. And, but I struggled at that time to 
to illustrate what I wanted to do, right? When people ask me, well, Tyler, what are you going to do when you, when you graduate? What are you going to be? I'm like, well, I'm going to be in real estate. And, mm-hmm. and so many people thought that meant I was going to be a realtor or a broker right. um, of some sort. Or, and that's, that's even that's what Tamara thought when we first started dating. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to relay that, but I knew that the, the traditional nine to five or uh, the community I was raised in was a mining community. So it was rotating shifts, uh, 24 hour day operations, mm. um, 12 to 14 hour days. Cause you had to travel an hour to the mine site and an hour back. And it, I, I it just didn't sit with me. So that's, that's when I knew I was going to become an entrepreneur. I knew I was going to do something different in the world. I just didn't know exactly what it was yet. I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint it. Wow. That's an amazing story. And, and so, uh, Tamara, how about yourself? What, what is, uh, what are some things that kind of got you started in your why? Uh, and, and then I know as you all as a couple have a shared why, so kind of, you know, enlighten me a little bit on that. Uh, for me, I didn't even really know about the investing world or entrepreneurship or anything until I had met Tyler and I kind of was just along for the ride. And mm-hmm. then I guess like over time, I wanted to be able to be home with the family, but I wanted him to be there too. I didn't want him working all the time. I wanted him to be a part of it. So I think once we had kids, that became my way. Before I was just kind of like, you know, I'll be along for the ride. You do your thing and I'll just kind of follow. And then once we had kids, that's kind of when I jumped on board and started being more a part of it. Man, it's it's amazing how kids can really motivate you to, uh, to get your life on track, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, massive action. (laughs) <laughs> massive. Yeah, you're right. Massive action. I know that's one of the things that me and Keisha uh, kind of changed us is we we had our first kid and it changed everything. It just it gave us a real reason why to do what we do. So give me a story or something that can inspire our audience of uh, an example of a moment where you felt like you were going to give up. Because, you know, our goal is uh, in the real life, real equity podcast world is to actually highlight entrepreneurs. But we want to give you the reality of entrepreneurship. We don't want to just give you the sunshine and rainbows. Uh, We want to actually talk about some of the ups and downs, some of the hurdles that we had to overcome. I know me and Tyler talked about a uh, a story of uh, some of the hiccups we had a couple of days ago. So it was... uh, it's very interesting, the world of entrepreneurship. So kind of give us some uh, behind the scenes uh, looks of what it means to be an entrepreneurship uh, as Ty, the insurance guy. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And uh, I'm surprised to hear, Justin, that you don't believe that it's all uh, fairy tales and unicorns <laughs> in the business world. Here. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I've got, I've got so many that, that I could share because really it's, it's a roller coaster ride, um, you know, and, and these failures or these learning opportunities that come along seem to do so about at least every quarter right. and uh, you, you write them, right? Most recently, right. We had to go through some, some major um, accounting changes and things because we found out somebody was uh, not being as honest as they should be. Wow. Um, and you know, those things happen. Those things happen. Yeah. Right. And uh, we have to have checks and balances in place to, to find those things and do it. But um, and, you know, that was just, that was just a matter of a few weeks ago. So we go through a transition period. We learn from that. Okay. Where could we have caught this sooner? What could we have done? Right. You know, and, and how could we have saved ourselves from the heartache and the anguish and, and everything else? So, uh, but we learned, I'll, I'll take it back to our, our first, uh, our first investment was, uh, was just a double wide mobile home on mm-hmm. a rented lot. And uh, we, we had been going through uh, some coaching through Rich Dad Organization, which is probably one of the best things we did was take that initial plunge into hiring a personal coach. Right, right. And, right. uh, yeah. And, and what we did was we were going through the motions and we were going through the coaching and we were learning, but we weren't taking any action. Mm. And so that, that's probably the first lesson in life is like, you can learn all you want. You can, you can read 
a hundred books a year. But if you don't pull the trigger on anything, then, then nothing, nothing ever comes to be, nothing happens. So uh, the first thing we did was pull the trigger on that, that double wide. Okay. And uh, we, actually, we actually just looked at that as just an opportunity to, to learn the process. We didn't even really think we were going to be acquiring that, that rental property. And, uh, you know, the universe has a sense of humor. So the day that we signed over on that first uh, investment property, Tamara went into labor two months premature. Wow. Yeah. I signed the papers like in the hospital bed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's got right. And, and, and it was, to be honest with you, where we were at in our life, I mean, paycheck to paycheck, Tamara had been on bed rest for uh, 10 weeks. Yeah. No, you know, no paycheck. We found out we were having twins um, wow. and, and realized that we weren't going to have her paycheck anymore. So that's what kind of got us moving into this world and finally taking action. And this was when I was 27, 28 years old. So trying to wrap our heads around that, but bear in mind, right? I've been spending 10 years reading books and learning, and this is what I'm going to do with my life. And it, it took quite a doubt we were going to have twins and Tamara wasn't going to be able to go back to work for me to finally, finally pull the trigger. So that was kind of that first like, oh man, now what do we do? I didn't have management in place. I didn't have a reserve fund in case uh, we weren't able to rent it out immediately. Um, the, the mortgage and the, and the space rent and utilities and everything else came up to just shy of probably 800 and 850, something like that. Uh -huh. um, now the space could rent for 1175, which is incredible for a, for a mobile home, but that's the right. community that we, uh, that we invest in, right? There's a, there's a big draw for it, but no clue what I was going to do, right? I literally was screening tenants while I was sitting next to my wife in her hospital bed, you know, 300 miles from our, our rental unit. I had no handyman. I had no way of getting them keys. I had, I had nothing. 300 so, miles uh, was, from your rental property. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was our first one. Now, we were 300 miles away because Tamara went into preterm labor and we had to be life flown to a facility that could handle that. But, wow. uh, you know, that was that, that was that first, just, I was just ignorant to it. Right. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Um, and I was trying to save money and I was trying, right. I was trying to do it thrifty. I was going to we'd do all the books in house. We were going to do the management in house. We were going to do, I was going to go on uh, weekends and evenings and do all the maintenance that needed to be done and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, and the world showed me in a, in a real quick fashion that that's not doable and it's definitely not scalable. Right. I agree. So you hit a couple of things on the head that I want to highlight real quick for our audience. Um, so we keep talking about this Rich Dad Poor Dad book. So if you haven't read it, it's by Robert Kiyosaki. It's the number one bestselling uh, financial book of all time that's ever. They retired this book off the uh, New York Best Times sellers list because it stayed on for so long. But uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a very inspirational book. In our world, we call it the little purple book uh, that changes people's lives. First and foremost, uh, if you're going to read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great start. Um, and then second, you said something that I think I have to highlight. A lot of people think you have to start with a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, it's funny how the universe actually changes that real quickly. As long as you take action, it's all about taking that action on what you learn to get started. So you said you had a small uh, double wide that you all bought as a first property. Now, that doesn't sound to me like 150 unit apartment building or, you know, this massive, beautiful, luxurious property uh, in the suburbs that cost $350,000 that rents for $3,000 a month. That doesn't sound like the home run that everybody tries to portray on, you know, social media. So I wanted to highlight that real quick because I'm a big believer. Don't despise small beginnings. I mean, I think you'd agree with that. 
Absolutely, hundred percent. Matter of fact, that was that was one of the major things with Tamara and I as we first started entering in the realm of investments was getting our head wrapped around the fact that you know we an investment property didn't have to be a property that we wanted to live in for life. Right. Right. And so um, looking at some of these homes, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, would people really pay this for this? Can this be? And, and the more market research we did, and the more we understood about the market. We realized that, yeah, just because just it doesn't see it, our needs at the time or our dreams or our, where we want to go doesn't mean that it's not somebody else's vision of a, of a perfect home to raise their kids. Okay. Now, that's, that's real good. That's real good. Don't always look for the investment property that you would live in. Invest in what people actually want. That's Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about, because I know in the bio, we talked about some of the things um, that you have accomplished, you and your wife have accomplished, uh, because there is no you without your wife, obviously. And I'm a big believer in that. And I, I think we agree. Um, but let's talk about some of the things that you have transitioned into. We don't have enough time to cover them all because you are massively successful. Uh, you've done some pretty incredible things. Um, but let's talk about exactly where you're at now. Talk about, uh, you know, the transition uh, to retiring at, uh, what before you were at the age of 30. What does that look like? And then what do you do now? Yeah, so um, I was able to retire before I was 30, but I didn't actually retire because I didn't know what the heck I would do with myself. Um, it took <laughs> so you, me, did, so you didn't go years to a, a beach and, and sit on a hammock? You know what? I, I, I tried that for a week and then I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love the beach. I love to travel, but, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't do it all the time. And I got, a, I got a great friend who always reminds me. It's like, you know, vacations are there to uh, remind us of what we're working for and and mm. and vacations are only that great because we have something to escape from so uh you know i think i think we find that when we when we retire especially if we're fortunate and we can retire at a younger age it's not all that it's packed up to be right not going to work right. every day is nice but how you fill your time and so uh, what what tamara and i started doing was um investing in ourselves um mm. we doubled down on that right we started doing research we started learning we uh we were fortunate i always try and look at the uh the the glass half full right mm-hmm. and uh when we went through our our preterm birth with our twins uh we got to see the good and bad of insurance in that world and so while there's some bad out there and that's normally what gets publicized man there's so much great things that come from insurance. We had three quarters of a million dollar birth with our twins. Oh my God. Right? We, had, we, had, we had helicopters. We had pre-NICU, uh, prenatal NICU nurses that had to fly to Elko, pick up my wife, fly back. They had to have multiple incubators on the helicopter. You know, they, they, they were in prenatal ICU for just shy of two months. All kinds of wild complications. And, and when we're so blessed and fortunate that everything turned out okay. But I think that cost me like $5,000 out of pocket. That oh my God. Thing, right? Um, Three quarters yeah, of a million dollars cost you $5,000. And here's the real amazing catch is it didn't even cost me that because uh, Tamara at the time was working uh, for an insurance company. And through that, her employer had set her up with hospital disability income and wow. just standard disability income, both. And the it, twins automatically, when they were born, got to be covered under it as well. Yeah, so the twins were twins were automatically included at birth, which is a really wow. neat feature. Done right, you know, and thankfully, Tamara and her employer at the time they set that up properly. And what happened was, we got uh, we got a couple of checks in the mail and uh, to the tune of almost thirty thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, we got a check. We got a check for the two months that Taylor was in the hospital. We got a check for the two months that Tristan was in the hospital. We got a check for the two weeks Tamara was in the hospital. 
you know, so we, so we learned a lot about supplemental insurance and, and what you can do with it and where we're at and, and things right. like that. So we were really intrigued by it. So we just dug in and dug deep on other advantages that insurance can provide that, that isn't necessarily shared on a regular basis. And so that's where we're at today. We, uh, we actually invest in books of business or, or businesses that are insurance companies that are brokerages. And we bring to them these elements that uh, we found so beneficial in life, bring them to our clientele there. We bring them to our investors that invest in our deals. And we, we just make it a point to share um, these amazing opportunities and blessings that wow. so often we look at, we look at insurance as an expense or a necessary evil instead of uh, a blessing or an opportunity or, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody buys insurance for their car hoping they're going to use it. Right. right. I, absolutely. But the second they need it. Yeah. The second they need it, man, it's great to have it. Right. So yeah. what we do is we try and come and, and bring those stories and that, uh, that impact and what it can do for your life and change and, and how you can preserve. My biggest thing is preserving your family. Right. Right. So if something happens like what we had happen, right, that, that easily could have bankrupt us. I think I was making like 40,000 a year at the time, maybe 50,000 wow. a year at the time, you know, and three quarter of a million dollar kids. And, and, right. and to be honest with you, this is, this is where we were at in our life. I mean, a year before that, a year before we got pregnant, Tamara and I were talking about, I was like, we didn't have insurance. We're like, well, let's just have a baby and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. That's wow. Wow. There's actually my employer that says, no, you need insurance. And so he <laughs> got his insurance. Yeah. Wow. Somebody was looking out for you. That's amazing. So, okay. No, so just, just to be clear, we want to make sure that we're clear with the audience. So Ty, you are now in the insurance business, obviously Ty, the insurance guy, but what, what do you specifically uh, insure? Are you like the the uh, guy who is on the commercial who just sells home and auto? I mean, like, explain that a little bit. Yeah, so I have I have traditional insurance stores where we where we offer home auto and and protective life avenues. What I personally do because of my passion and my love for for investments and uh, disruptive financial education, as I call it, um, changing the path for for people is I set out to disclose and share specific insurance policies that can be used as massive savings accounts, investment tools, tax havens, legacy, mm. uh, legacy distribution, the whole thing. And it's, it's especially designed um, whole life insurance policy that mm. is, a, is like a Swiss army knife in your back pocket for your growth opportunities, for your investment uh, for your your legacy planning, for tax strategy, for everything, it's, it's an amazing tool, and nobody nobody gets to hear about it. And that's that's where my passion, that's where my love is. So that's why I spend the majority of my time is okay. just educating and informing people about these policies. Okay, so we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth here shortly. Um, but all right, so you seem very confident now. Um, was this always the case? You know, I'd love to say yeah, I was I was as confident as ever, but the reality is. Uh, no, not at all, man. It's the scariest thing in the world taking that first plunge into mm. into into getting our first uh, property. It was scary um, walking away from more than six figure job to retire, even though we mm. knew we had the assets available. And I'll I'll even admit, and Tamara would probably back me up on this in a big way, but uh, um, there's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. And yeah. for the longest time, I was arrogant. Mm. And uh, yeah, Tamara says for sure. Um, <laughs> You know, so, so that's, that's a tough one for, I was arrogant for sure from, from an early age on and probably until just a few years ago, it was probably still struggling with that a little bit, but uh, mm -hmm. 
Um, no, confidence, confidence wise and knowing what we're doing and, and moving forward. And, and the big step is when you take other people's money too, right? That's a massive moment in time where you have to just sit back, be humble and say, you know what, this is what could go wrong. This is what's gone wrong for me in the past. This is what we learned from it. Right. But there's still things out there that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And figuring that out is hopefully not something we're going to do together, but it might be. So this is what we're going to do. So no, I'm, I, I'm very confident now in what we do and what we are, but that has not been the case at all. It was, uh, I was, I was terrified as we began this process. Well, you know, the honesty is always the best policy and reality is, uh, I think sometimes we have some uh, arrogant moments. I'm, I'm not exempt. Uh, but as entrepreneurs, we have a level of uh, confidence that can sometimes be uh, misrepresented as arrogance. So I think you had probably a mix of both. So I wouldn't beat yourself up too much because uh, I think as entrepreneurs, we can we can sometimes be a little bit harder on ourselves. And I know we talked about that here recently, but um, kind of transitioning because we want to wrap up the uh, first part of this interview. So what is some of the like what? Is a golden nugget, if you would, a tool that our audiences, entrepreneurs, business owners, something they can take away? You know, what would you recommend to them? I would, uh, you know, I was just talking with one of my coaching clients the other day about this. And uh, I think the biggest thing is, um, and I touched on it a little bit here earlier, is just take massive action. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get yourself stuck in analysis paralysis. Don't get yourself stuck in uh, you know, once I read this book or I get this or do that, I mean, if, if you need to hire a coach, which I think everybody needs a coach, yep, um, you I need agree. a coach, you need mentors. And those are two very different things, right? Yep. You know, take, take the steps, make that happen, find out, figure out what you got to do. I mean, if you gotta, if you gotta go get a side hustle to pay for your coach, get a <laughs> side hustle, right? Do what you have to do to, to get yourself to a point where you don't have to worry about how you're going to do it anymore. You know, so get off your butt literally and go, go make something happen. Um, because I feel like that's, that's the one thing that with a lot of the clients that I talk to and I coach and mentor, that's, that's the biggest struggle for them is like that starting point. How do I get off the couch and into something that's moving? Wow. Great advice. Great advice. You, you mentioned, and, I'm a, and, and we're going to wrap up with this. You mentioned uh, getting a mentor and then getting a, a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, a coach is an accountability partner. A okay. coach holds you accountable to what's going on, where you're at. They, you know, you set, you set goals, you set timelines with them and, and they, they work through it with you. A mentor is somebody who um, you can go to for sage advice, who can share their, their years of wisdom with you, their experiences, things like that. Um, but they're not necessarily there to hold your hand through the process. Mm. Man, I have to say, I was not expecting that nugget uh, at all. And that is probably one of the best pieces of advice that you can get from this podcast. I mean, uh, the difference between a mentor and a coach, a lot of people get caught up. And we say it all the time on our podcast, we have mentors and we have coaches. But Man, that definition just hit it right on the head. So I appreciate that. Now, as we transition into some of the more actionable things, let's kind of talk about insurance because I'm real interested in insurance and we always are trying to provide actual tools and information that our real equity club can actually implement. So let's talk about for a second um, the difference between insurance of the past and insurance of the present because I know a lot of times uh, we hear buy term and invest the rest. There's little catch slogans we hear out there nowadays from the talking head gurus who, you know, are making their money off of these things. Um, 
let's talk about what's the difference between, uh, for example, whole life insurance of the 1970s, 80s, and whole life insurance of now, and then why did they start saying buy term and invest arrest? Kind of educate us for a second. Sure, absolutely. So Wow, what a great interview today with Tyler. Truly, he had some information that many entrepreneurs can continue to use. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, from a seasoned entrepreneur, um, the advice and wisdom he gave, I don't think can be uh, stated enough. Like, it was an excellent interview. Just mm-hmm, excellent yeah. interview. So, uh, Tyler wanted to do something special to, for all of our listeners. He uh, wanted to give away a copy. As we said, he is a number one best-selling author. He wanted to give away a copy of his book, The One Thing That Changed Everything. So, mm-hmm. if you are interested in a copy of his free ebook, uh, The One Thing That Changed Everything, where he was a co-contributor, I think it's something like 38 chapters of stories that other entrepreneurs uh, and him talk about the one thing that changed everything for them. So, if you want a copy of the free ebook, go to realliferealequity.com forward slash tie the insurance guy. Again, that's real life, realequity.com forward slash TY, the insurance guy. Now, he's going to give away a free copy, so uh, take advantage. It was an excellent book. I can't say enough good things about it. As you probably could tell, there was a second part of the interview, mm-hmm. and uh, this is where he goes into a lot of the actual tools, tips, and strategies for implementation of the insurance things he was talking about. Right. Now, he actually goes into a lot of detail, and we wanted to say that specifically for our Real Equity Club. All right, so if you're interested in getting the second part of this interview, go to realequityclub.com forward slash tie the insurance guy. Again, that's realequityclub.com forward slash TY the insurance guy. So we want to thank you for listening. We want to keep it real when others don't. That's the name of the game. Uh, We want to actually show real life examples, real problems, real solutions, real life, real equity. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Yes, see you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.